Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And a good, okay, let's try it again. And a very good Friday morning, evening, afternoon, whatever the hell it is. The Joe Beningo with the O the Pain podcast. It is Friday. It is the final day of June, 2023. And the Joe Beningo O the Pain podcast. Oh, my God. It's early in the morning, folks. I just want you to know. We're doing this at like 6.15 in the morning because I have a 10.36 tea time. But the Joe Beningo O the Pain podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, of course. Of course, I need a discount tire and our good friends at DraftKings. A couple months away from... Uh, DraftKings being with us for their third consecutive NFL season. So a little different. The baseball season's over. You're a Met fan. The baseball season's over. They lost again yesterday to Milwaukee, 3-2. to two. They're up 2 nothing. back-to-back home runs by uh, Brett Beatty and Nimmo. And then Scherzer's is pitching great for five innings. He gives up a two-run home run to this guy who just d- d- destroys him in the sixth. And then the bullpen, whoever, some nondescript relief p- pitcher I never heard of, Gives it up in the seventh inning, and the Mets don't hit anymore, and they lose. What a surprise. They lose three out of four to Milwaukee. They've lost, what is it, 18 of their last 24, whatever it is. The year's over. They're 150 games out of first. They're only about 50 games out of the wild card. <clears throat> the season's over. I know Steve Cohen talked the other day. Big deal. Who cares, okay? You know, he said it's, you know, there's still time, but it's it's getting late. There is no time. It's over. The season's done. Forget it. I, I don't even want to get crazy about it anymore. But, but here's, what, here's where I want to start with this today. So the other day, Domingo Hermann of the Yankees pitches yet another Yankee perfect game. I mean, aren't you disgusted with that? I mean, as a Met fan, I can't take it anymore. You know, I hear these Yankee fans complain. They're only 10 or 11 games over 500, whatever it is. You know, and without Aaron Judge, may I add, by the way, their best player. You know, the best player in baseball is not is out, been out for a while. Who knows when he's coming back, right? The Yankees keep winning. I know Oakland stinks, big deal, right? They took two out of three. They won 10-4 yesterday. They had an eight-run. I think it was an eight-run eighth inning yesterday to, to put the game away against the crummy Oakland Athletics. But Domingo Herman pitches the fourth perfect game in Yankee history. Don Lawson's perfect game in the 1956 World Series, obviously, against the Dodgers. Uh, David Wells, the perfect game against Minnesota. Uh, uh, David Cohn. The perfect game against Montreal, now Domingo Herman against Oakland, right? I mean, it's unbelievable. The Mets have, the Yankees have four, per, and I'm not even talking about the no-hitters the Yankees have, right? We don't even get into that, okay? Because there's plenty more of those. I'm just talking perfect games. The Mets have two very questionable no-hitters in their history. The one by Johan Santana uh, back in 2012, which really was tainted because Carlos Beltran, of all people, for the card, playing for the Cardinals at the time, hit a double down a left field line that the umpire called foul when it really was fair. So a little tainted there with that. And then, of course, the no-hitter they got last year against the Phillies was five guys combined. To me, that's not even really a no-hitter. You know, if five guys are doing it, is that really does that really count? So those are the two Met no-hitters. Big, 
freaking deal. The Yankees probably got 20 no-hitters, and they got the four perfect games. You know, the world needed another Yankee perfect game, right? Like we needed to have the our gas prices go up another dollar. You know what I'm saying? Okay? We really didn't need it at all. But this goes back to when I was a kid. And I made some very, very, very dumb decisions when I was young. And some very dumb decisions when I got older, too. As you know. Okay, we won't get into that as I have my coffee. So, my first memory of sports ever is the 1960 World Series between the Pirates and the Yankees. I was seven years old. Obviously, I'm, I'm living in the metropolitan area. I, I'm rooting for the Yankees, right? I mean, of course. So my father says to me, he goes, look, here's what I'm going to do. Whoever wins the World Series, I'm going to get you the hat of that team. So, of course, I'm fully expect. I'm seven years old. I mean, you know, what do I know? I'm, I'm fully expecting to get a Yankee hat, right? Because I'm, you know, I'm rooting for the Yankees. There is no Mets yet. We'll get to that, okay? So... I'm fully expecting to get a Yankee hat. So I come home from school. I'm in a second grade. And again, I'm not, you know, I'm not really aware. I'm not paying that much attention to the World Series. I'm watching it with my father, but I'm, you know, I'm seven. So I come home and it was game seven. And I said to my father, I said, Dad, so who won the World Series? He says, the Pirates won. And what do you mean the Pirates won? How did they win? They can't win. And the next day, and of course, Bill Mazeroski with the famous home run, to win it, the walk-off home run, to win it for the Pirates in 1960 and all that. The famous picture of Yogi Berra in left field going back and watching Mazeroski's home run sail over the left field wall in the old Forbes field in Pittsburgh. So the next day, my father comes home and he hands me this stupid hat with a P on it, right? And I got a few hats with P's on them now, but they're Puma for golf, you know what I mean? Ricky Fowler. So anyway, he hands me this P, this hat with a P. I'm like, what the hell is this? There's a pirate hat. They won the World Series. I don't want this hat. I'm seven years old. What do I know from hat, right? And it's not like today where you can go online to Fanatics or MLB shop and get, you know, I mean, I think it was kind of like a self-made pirate hat, to be honest with you. Whatever. All right. So at this point, I'm seven years old. I'm, I'm actually a Yankee fan. I Full disclosure. So I'm a Yankee fan because they're the only team around. Right. So the next year is 1961 and it's the home run chase between Maris and Mantle. Right. And I'm actually and I like Mickey Mantle. Everybody liked Mickey Mantle, but I'm rooting for Roger Maris. Right. I want that because nobody wanted to see I'm eight years old. And I'm saying, why does nobody want to see Roger Maris win this home run race? Why does everybody want Mickey to win it? All right. And I'm like I said, I don't really understand. So anyway, so I'm rooting for Maris. Obviously, we know how it played out. Maris hits his 61 home runs. Mickey winds up hitting 54, misses the last week and a half of the regular season, hardly plays in the World Series. The Yankees beat up the Cincinnati Reds in five and win the World Series. 1961. Okay. I'm eight years old. Now, the following year, here comes this new team into the New York metropolitan area, 1962. Here comes this new team. We're going to call them the New York Metropolitans. They're in National League, you know. They're kind of a, a you know, an outgrowth to the Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Giants, who have now, who, you know, years earlier, five six years earlier, had left to go to L.A. and San Francisco, respectively, as we know. So now, this is new team. You know what? I'm nine years old. This is a new team. This is my team. 
This I declared in my mind, this is my team. Forget the Yankees, who all they do is win. I'm going to root for this team, this new team, the New York Mets. Now, you talk about dumb decisions, right? Now, I'm nine years old. Can you think of a dumber decision than that? Think about it. I guess the only dumber decision was three years later when I decided to become a Jet fan in 1965 when Joe Namath came on the scene, right? I guess that was dumb. It's close. It's close. It's almost equal dumbness. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, now, the, the, now, we all know the deal with the Jets. They've only been to the one Super Bowl now. It's only 55 years ago. We know the saga. The saga is well documented, right? The Mets, at least, have been to five World Series in their history, right? 69 when they won, uh, 80, you know, uh, 73 when they lost to Oakland, 86 when they won, and then, of course, in 2000 when they lost to the Yankees, of course, and then 2015 when they lost to Kansas City. So at least, at least they've been to five World Series and won two. The, Yankee, the, Mets, the, the Jets have been to one Super Bowl, and that was the end of the road, even though they won. Great. Big deal. Super Bowl three. As I say forever, the uh, uh, that uh, Lombardi trophy is growing hair on it now. It's so goddamn old, as Aaron Rodgers alluded to when he came to uh, uh, I said Hofstra when he came to Florham Park for the first time. Freudian slipped there, right? The only thing he didn't say was he, he said how lonely that trophy's getting. He didn't say the hair that was growing on it because he's a, he's he's a nice guy, right? He didn't want to embellish it too much. So anyway. As I uh, drink my uh, chock full of nuts to heavenly coffee here. Anyway, <clears throat> so it's 1962 I become a Met fan. I mean, how stupid was I? You Can you ask me, why did I not stay Yankee fan? Especially in the New York Mets, especially where I live in New Jersey. Because in, up in northern New Jersey here, everybody is a Yankee or a, and Giant fan. Let's be honest about it. As we have a little glitch here, and I got to try to track my wife to, she got to clean this little mess up here going on. But everybody becomes, everybody in the metropolitan area is a Yankee and Giant fan. I shouldn't say the metropolitan area. In, in Bergen County, where I'm from in Jersey, it's Yankee Giant country. And of course, I'm a Met and Jet fan. So this was one of the dumbest decisions I ever made, you know? And we all know what happened. We, you know, the, the, 1962, the Mets have the worst record in the history of baseball 40, 40 and 120. <clears throat> which is being challenged this year by the Oakland A's, who, as we hit the halfway point in the season, have won 21 games. I mean, they may wind, they may wind up going by the Mets <clears throat> and set the record themselves for most, you know, least amount of wins in a season. Who knows? So this is the decision I made. And I'm just, uh, it's frustrating. As I'm watching this, we have been so teased. If you're a Mets fan, We've been so teased over the years, it's unbelievable, right? We had all the years of the Wilpons and the, you know, Freddie Coupon and the cheapness and and Jeff Wilpon, who was a disaster and all of that, the whole Bernie Madoff thing, all of this crap that went down with the Wilpons. Oh, my God. So we get Steve, Steve Cohen, Uncle Stevie comes in. It's going to be different now. Stevie's going to spend big money, right? He's going to go out there and he's going to sign everybody and their brother. And he does that. They make the trade for Lindor. I didn't love the trade at the time. And, you know, obviously they signed him to that $340 million contract. He signs Max Scherzer. He signs Verlander this year. He's not, a not afraid to spend big money. 
the whole thing, right? The whole the whole nine yards. So what happens? So last year, we win 101 games. We get teased, right? We're in first place all year. All year in first place in the NL East, right? And then at the end of the year, even though they win 101 games, they collapse. They lose that series to the Braves. They don't win the division. They lose the series to San Diego in the first round of the playoffs. And the whole year, 101 wins goes right down the freaking toilet. Right down the toilet. See you. Goodbye. Done. So, but we're all pumped up now. They signed Verlander this year. This is the year. Here we go. Right? Got Scherzer for another year. You know, DeGrom doesn't come back, but you knew he wasn't coming back. Let's be, let's be, you knew he wasn't coming back here. You're all pumped up. Big year for Alonzo. Big year for Lindor. Big year for Nimmo. They re-signed Nimmo at 160 mil. The whole thing, right? The whole thing. We're all pumped up. Here we go. Let's go. So what happens? What happens? Before the year even starts, right? Before the year even starts, the best relief pitcher in baseball, probably the best close that the Mets have ever had, in all due respect to Jesse Roscoe and Tug McGraw and, and all the other guys, John Franco and Armando Benitez. We go right on down the line. All the, the Billy Wagner, all the closes we've had over the years. The best we ever had, Edwin Diaz. Unhittable last year. Diaz came in the game. The trumpets are blaring. The Mets win. He closes it out. Usually it's, <clears throat> it's strike one, two, three, three times, and it's over. We go put it in the books, as Howie Rose would say. So what happens? Season doesn't even start. They play in this dumb, stupid, ridiculous WBC World Freaking Baseball Classic. They, Puerto Rico, who Diaz is playing for, where he's from, they win this game. He jumps up in the air, comes down, and destroys his knee. What? And we should have known right then and there. It was over. We were done. The, met, the, the, the karma that surrounds the teams I root for has come back again to rear its ugly head, right? Rear its ugly head. We should have known right then and there, this was not going to be a good year for our team. We should have known when Diaz went down. And now it's turned into a disaster. Since the Mets were 14-7 and seven to start the year, remember they were on that road trip in California. Remember they swept the lousy Oakland A's. They won the first two games of a four-game series against the Giants. The immortal Joey Lucchese goes out and pitches seven shutout innings. Ever since then, the only two teams that have a worse record than the Mets are the Oakland A's and the Kansas City Royals. The Mets have now lost 18 of their last 24. They're nine games under 500. You had the you had Cohen speak. I mean, come on. What's he going to say? He's not going to fire Epler. He's not going to fire Buck. These guys are here for the rest of the year, right? He's all on the players, yada, yada, doo-doo-doo. Great, great. Well, it's not happening. They lost again, again. When they hit, they don't pitch. When they pitch, they don't hit. <clears throat> you think you got to win the game last night? They're up 2 nothing. Scherz is cruising. He gives up the two-run home run to this guy, whatever the hell his name is, that's batting at like 700 against him lifetime. And then the bullpen eventually gives it up, which you know that they will. You you know it's a given that the bullpen will give it up, right? But I am so disgusted. Why did I make this decision? I, I ask myself this every day. Why? Because this franchise has basically given us nothing. Do you real? They've never made the playoffs more than two years in a row. Think about it. Never have the 
New York Mets made the playoffs more than two years in a row. What did the Yankees made the play? How many years in a row the Yankees made the playoffs? What did they make? Like 15 of the last 16 years? How, what is it? 20 of the last 22? I mean, whatever. They're in the playoffs all the time. And the Yankee fans cried because they haven't won a World Series since 2009. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. Aaron Boone stinks. Brian Cashman, get him out. That's all you hear. Yankees are 10 games over 500. You know they're making the playoffs. You know they are. Probably not winning the division. But they're going to make the playoffs. And we'll see what they do. Even without Aaron Judge. And the Mets are just right in the freaking crapper. Right in the tank. Right done. Nine games under 500. We're right at the midpoint of the season. There's no run coming. Don't think this run is coming. All we do is get the runs. That's it. They keep trotting this garbage out there, right? Do I have to see any more Daniel Vogelbeck? I've screamed this forever. Do I have to see any more Mark Canna? Do I have to see any more of Adam Adovino? Oh, God, can we get rid of these guys? How much more of this garbage do we have to deal with? Tell me one. Tell me. I've screamed about bringing Ronnie Mauricio up. Can't bring him up. They bring some guy Sedgwick up. I don't know who the hell this guy is. Berwick, Sedgwick. Why is this guy up here? Where is Mauricio? Where's Vientos? These guys should be playing every day. And I know I know Francisco Alvarez is really cooled down. I mean, somebody's got to maybe you got to sit him down for a while. Maybe you got to send him down. I I could see that because he's not hitting anything. He's swinging at the first pitch all the time. He's grounding out. He hasn't had a hit in God knows how long. He hasn't had a home run in a long time. Britt Beatty is the everyday third baseman. He's starting to come around a little bit. He's hit, he's hitting the ball better. I know he made that big error in Philadelphia, but he you know he's looking better at third. He had a home run last night. All of this. <clears throat> But how much longer do we have to look at this dead weight on this baseball team? Tell me. I mean, really. I, I'm sick and tired of it. And and if you're a Met fan, let's be honest. We have been sold the bill. How many times have we been hosed by our franchise? How many? Like I said, the Mets have only made the playoffs, two, never made the playoffs more than two years in a row in their history. Never. Never. Do you realize this? Okay. The Mets have made the playoffs less than the Jets have in their history. Basically the same time frame. Can you believe can you believe that? The Mets have made less playoff appearances in their history than my woebegone football team has, who has not been to the playoffs in 13 freaking years. Think about it. It's unbelievable. Let's count the playoff years for the for the Mets. All right, so 69 when they win the World Series. 73 when they lose the World Series. 86 when they win the World Series. They win the division in 88. You know, that disastrous NLCS loss to the Dodgers. I'm still reeling from that, okay? Okay, so that's four times already, 1988. They then go 11 years without making the playoffs again, 1999, and, of course, lose the NLCS to the Braves after they were down 3-0, Kenny Rogers walking in the winning run in the sixth in the game six and all of that, all right? So now we're up to five. They make the World Series in 2000, losing five to the Yankees. What a disaster that is. Roger Clemens and Piazza with the bat and all of that crap. So now we're up. Now we've moved up to six times they've made the playoffs, right? They don't make the playoffs again until 2006 when they should have been in the World Series, when they had the best record by far in the National League, and they lose the NLCS to the Cardinals. Oh, big deal. Andy Chavez made that great catch. So what? And it ends with Wainwright striking out Beltran 
looking. All right? What a disaster. Then the collapses of the collapse of 07, the collapse of 08, right? We all know about that. So now we're up to seven times they made the playoffs, 2006. They don't make the playoffs again until 2015 when they go to the World Series and lose to Kansas City. Cespedes comes in at the trading deadline, goes crazy, da-da-da. They make the World Series. They lose in five to Kansas City. Matt Harvey pitches the ninth inning, uh, gives it up, uh, you know, and they lose, and we never hear from Matt Harvey again. The finally, the next year, they get to the they make they make that one game playoff against the Giants, and they lose. Syndergaard loses a tough game to Baumgartner. That's it. There you go. So nine times in the history of this for oh last year. That's what I got last year, right? That disaster. So they've actually made the playoffs ten times in the history. Ten. I believe the number for the Jets is 14. I got to think about it again, what it is. Ten times in the history of this franchise, they've made the playoffs since 1962. Ten. That's it. Never back-to-back years. And we get all excited. I I, I heard Gary Cohen say something yesterday. He aggravates me too, but that's, you know, (laughs) we don't get into him. He's He's a great baseball announcer, but he also, you know, he knows more than anybody that ever lived. He's the smartest man that ever lived. Gary Cohn, and probably be the first guy to tell you that, but whatever, all right, but he is a great baseball announcer, you got to give him that, okay, but he he said something yesterday that if the, the Mets are on pace right now to have the worst record ever the following year after they won 100 games in the history of baseball, and I can believe it, because where are they going, how many games are they, they going to win 70 games this year, 75, they're nine games under 500 now, they got the Giants coming in who've been playing great baseball, three games with them. They go to Arizona, who's leading the NL West after this. And then they go to San Diego to play the Padres before the All-Star break. How many games are they winning before the All-Star break? Can they win a series somewhere? They haven't won a series since they swept the Phillies on June 1st. What a disaster. This month of June's been one of the worst months in the history of the franchise. I I really, we have been so hosed as Met fans, it's unbelievable. And we're getting nothing. What's Pete Alonzo has not been the same guy since he got hit in the wrist by Charlie Morton, who, of course, didn't mean to hit him, right? Of course. He hasn't been the same. What is he doing? He's done nothing, right? Lindor has his moments, and then he has his negative moments. Nimmo's been good, striking out too much, but he's been good, you know, certainly. Beatty's starting to come on a little bit. Alvarez can't buy a hit anymore. Like I said, it wouldn't bother me if they sent him down to the minor leagues for a little bit because he looks like he's, you know, been totally figured out by the pitching now in the National League. And I love Alvarez, but maybe he does need, here's one guy that maybe needs a little time down in the minors to get his head straightened out a little bit. You know, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Jeff McNeil looks shot. What happened to this guy? This guy won the batting title last year, batted 326. He stinks. He's batting 250. He's a strikeout waiting to happen. He swings at the first pitch all the time. And what happened with this team last year? They were they were wearing these pitches down. Long at bats, right? This is what they were doing. Grinding out at bats, long at bats. Now, everybody's swinging at the first pitch, right? Constantly. It's unbelievable. What the hell has happened to this team? I, I, I mean, really, I mean, you... June 30th, we're still two months away from football, and the season's over. The season's over. Why did I become a Met fan? 
I ask myself this every day. Why did I not stay rooting for the Yankees? Can you tell me that? Really? Two of the three dumbest decisions I ever made in my life. Becoming a Met fan in 1962. Becoming a Jet fan in 1965. And there's another one. Well, you probably know what the other one is. I mean, unbelievable. And and I, I really, I can't take it anymore. You know, I'm watching the game. I watch these games every day. Somebody's got to tell me. I'm like, a, I'm a masochist to watch these freaking games every day. Why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this crap? The same garbage. You know they're going to lose. You know? The starting pitcher won't pitch long enough, whoever it is. And then the bullpen's coming in, they're going to give it up. And they never hit enough. And even when they hit, they lose. They've lost 12 games this year when they scored at least six runs. That's almost impossible to do. 12. Unbelievable. I I yeah, I I I am so disgusted. Let me get I forgot to get my sponsors in here, so I want to do that quickly because we're gonna be out of time. Again, the Hackensack Brewing Company. This is how aggravated I am. The Hackensack Brewing Company, check it out. Uh 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, 30 seconds off Route 4 in, in Hackens, beautiful Hackensack. Who needs a house out in Hackensack? The tap rooms open 4:30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue, right behind the tombstones. Check it out. Go see everybody. Mike Jones, TJ, the whole group, Herb, Andre, everybody. Congratulations to Mike, who's going to be your father again. We will let you know when our next live podcast will be. I need a discount tire. See my son, Johnny. He won't be there next week. He's going on vacation. They're going to Alabama to see their sister. Go see my son, Johnny. His great boss, Harry. Check it out. You need work on your car. You need tires, everything. You need your car inspected. Um, Westwood Avenue in Rivervale, New Jersey. I need a discount tire. See Johnny and Harry in the homeless booker. And don't forget, DraftKings, you want to bet on something? Baseball, uh, you want to bet on the golf going on? What are you bet on the WNBA? Whatever the hell you want to bet on. Soccer, you can bet on it. The sun coming up in the morning, whatever. DraftKings is the way to go. Nobody does it better than them. All right, we got a couple minutes left. I mean, well, you know, what else can you say? So I'm a frustrated Met fan. I'm sick and tired of losing. I'm sick and tired of watching the Yankees. You know, Yankee fans complain about how bad they are when they're 10 and 11 games over 500. Just had another whole home perfect game. Of course they did. Right? Of course. And they keep winning even without Aaron Judge. You know, Harrison Bader, Isaiah kind of falafa. These guys are, you know, they're killing it for the Yankees. Of course they are. Unbelievable. You know, Billy McKinney, Jake Bowers. Oh, my God. And all the Yankee fans, Aaron Boone stinks. Brian Cashman stinks. This one stinks. That one stinks. Rizzo's terrible. Stanton's no good. LeMay, you can't hit. I'm tired of hearing it. As a Met fan, I'm freaking tired of it. And I got to watch my shitty baseball team lose every freaking night. And I thought it was going to be different with Steve Cohen. I thought we thought it was going to be different. They got the highest pass. Only the Mets could go from the Wilpons, who wouldn't spend the dime, to the highest payroll with a new owner, the highest payroll in the history of the major leagues, $385 million payroll, and they stink. 
and they're going to win 75 games. This is going to be worse than, than, remember back in 1999, 1991, the worst team money could buy? Remember that? Bobby Bonilla, Vince Coleman, Brett Saberhagen. Remember all of that nonsense? Right? Bonilla's telling you, you can't wipe the smile off my face. I'll show you the Bronx. Right? That. Vince Coleman with the uh, bleach all over in the locker room or whatever that was. I don't know. Was that Coleman? No. Coleman was with the firecrackers outside the ballpark in L.A. at Dodger Stadium. Right? That was Coleman. What a move that was. Brilliant move by Frank Cash in there. Let Daryl walk and let's sign Vince Coleman. Remember Brett Sabag, and he's the guy that had the beach, the bleach in the locker room. He was sh- shooting bleach at reporters or whatever. I mean, that's how bad. That's back. That that might as well be the team we're talking about now. Who's the manager? Jeff Torborg. What a disaster! He. Oh my God. And now we go from the tease of last year, 101 wins, the collapse at the end of the year to the disaster they are now. We should have known when Edwin Diaz went down before the year started that this was not going to happen for us this year. It was not going to happen. And maybe it's time to be sellers at the trade deadline. And if you think they're making some kind of run this month, think again, because they're not. They're nine games under 500. They're 17 or 18 games behind the Braves. They're eight, nine, ten games out of the wild, last wild card spot. It's over, okay? It's over. You know, the old Roy Orbison song, it's over. It is over. It's not getting late early anymore. It's beyond late. 